You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Back to PlayStation Unchained, episode 141. Uh, don't call it a comeback. We've only been gone for two weeks. Uh, I am your host, Neil Bolt, and returning with me, fresh from Vegas oh, itself. Fresh. It's, uh, <laughs> fresh. Uh, yeah, I, I did air quotes with that. It's uh, the everlasting entity that is Ben Shillaber Hall. How are you doing, Ben? Not too bad, thank you. And how have you been? Oh, not too bad. You know, we've had the kitchen fitted, and the internet has been uh, intermittent at best in <laughs> in most of that time. So yes, uh, one of the many reasons we haven't really been able to do anything the last couple of weeks with this. But uh, there you go. We're back now, and it's fine. Um, and you, of course, were gallivanting around uh, Las Vegas. Well, if, uh, walk around confused on elevator. No, it's on the gallivant scale, let's be fair, it's somewhere around there, and you weren't alone either, were you Ben, you were there meeting a fellow PSU man for the first time in person, uh, Gary Bagdasarov, who is also here this week, hello Gary. What's up? All good, all good, how are you doing, how was it to meet Ben? It was great to meet Ben, very nice. Nice, humble guy. <laughs> I, always, I always thought he'd just be, the, you know, flashing his money around, his little harem, you know, following him about. It's like, just, nice, humble guy just doesn't sound right to me. It's a... Well, he's a big flirt, I'll tell you that. Like, at one point, <laughs> I literally had to pull him away from a girl as our time to play the game was coming. And he said, <laughs> and I had to pull him away. And I was like, Ben, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, now, now we know the real Ben. It's like you put up this side of the, the man that cares about the games more than anything. But no, he, he's he's a secret stud machine. Very secret. <laughs> Very secret. It's so secret, even he didn't know it until he went to Vegas. He went out. <laughs> Just brings that out in people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's... But, you know, with this two-week break, I'm sure it means we've played a lot of games. Um, in, the, in the time we've been away, it's, it's been most of October, which, of course, is the start of insanity in the uh, general gaming universe, because uh, everything comes out. Um, we've played a few of those things that have come out in between. And, of course, PlayStation VR was one of the big things that came out. And, well, has, has anyone here played it? I know, Ben, you've got it recently, yeah, got but if you... If you if you actually had a chance to test it out? I've not really played any VR games because I have to sit right next to the camera. It's weird. It won't, it'll, it won't pick me up from where I sit normally. But I've played a few VR games. Yeah, the, the Commander Cherry problem all yes, over again. Yes, the Commander Cherry problem all over again. Uh, <laughs> Stripping naked. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you got to stream it this time, you promise. <laughs> I don't think you can stream VR games. Well, you stream yourself. Okay. Playing VR gaming, you know, it's not not the promise of nudity. It's they want to see it. But yeah, I I played some of the playroom demos, and I downloaded the demo disc from North America. 
because the North American the demo comes with a lot more. Yeah, it's got the extra bits and bobs. Yeah, like Job Simulator. Yeah, like Job Simulator. <laughs> just, yeah, quite one of the fun ones. Yeah, of course, we've had loads of VR stuff on the site. and I missed all the VR reviews. Yeah, you were away and it was all happening and yeah. you didn't know if you'd have a VR unit when you came back ready yeah. to come and see. And there you go, It's it seems to be going well. I, yeah. and I, don't, I, I think it's going to go amazingly well. I mean, an interesting story, of course, came up this weekend regarding a, a place you frequent quite often, Ben, which is game. Yay! And, and uh, I, I wouldn't cheer <laughs> on this occasion. Um, and, yeah, it seems that game are charging people to demo PSVR in their stores, which is baffling, uh, to say the least. I hate uh, to say it, it, but it, I can defend game, in a way. Yeah, go on. Because I, I, I don't know if you've been into game at all, really. Not in the last year, maybe, I think. They've got, like, PS4 and Xbox One units. If you go in there, you'll find little kids hanging around on the units all day because the staff are too busy serving people, or they can't just tell the kids to shoot awfully. So by at least having the the, the payment scheme, um, it will stop people from just sitting around and wasting the staff's time. True, but they could still set up a booking appointment system without having to charge people. I think but, would yeah, be that'd much be good better. as well. But then again, they still have to pay for the time that the staff is not selling games. This part of the job, though, is like, I mean, you could say that of anyone going to buy anything. It's like someone yeah. could go and want to buy a TV and ask to test out all the features and not buy it. But that's part of the job. That's yeah, part of retail is to you are selling the products. You're not. You're already being paid to do that job to then go and add more onto it. Seems odd. I mean, they say that Sony have allowed them to do this. I don't think that. I think there might have been a bit of misinterpretation there somewhere that yeah. they said, yeah, if they, it, it should be a deposit that's refundable if they're not going to buy it. But well, from so what I've heard, the, heard the money you spend will go out towards yeah, the can go. actual VR headset as well. Yeah. Yeah, but that's only if you get it. If you yeah. don't, you that money's gone. You know, it's like and. Yeah, I mean, not uh, apart from that, the price, you know, yeah. £5 for 10 minutes, £15 for half an hour, just, it's yeah. yuck, you know, it doesn't make sense at all that, that there were other ways to do this, and the fact that they pushed and pushed on it was just, I mean, the people working in the stores must be just, like, cringing at the thought of it, but at the yeah. same time, people are clearly going to do it as well, and yeah. that's what you're worried about, is that it sets some sort of precedent yeah. where... That happens for everything. I can understand, yes, there's a cost involved and you don't want units to get damaged or used all the time. Well, not even but, if they're used all I think they'll still be used quite a lot. It's just that people, that, yeah. you know, just will sit there and do nothing but play it. Yeah, that's what I mean. And you could easily regulate that yeah. quite easily. It's, but um, especially with VR, where you know, you're a certain thing. But it's just too risky. I mean, what if yeah. the first thing you do on putting the helmet on and doing, like, two minutes of a game is throw up? Yeah. It's like, are you going to get your money back then? It's like, are you going <laughs> to say, oh, well, you've got some of my shoes, so no, your money, the money's mine. It's yeah. just a very strange way to... And considering VR needs people to play it, yeah. it's a, it's another barrier. You know, it's like, it's hard enough that you can't really ex- explain VR without 
someone actually playing it. I must admit, I bet but, I wasn't sure what I was experiencing when I was going to play cinema mode. And I love playing <laughs> games in cinema mode now. Yeah. Is it, and the, again, that's one of the biggest appeals for me, is that. You know, the idea of people always just said about, oh, the resolution's different. It doesn't I, matter. I totally it's didn't watch porn scale. in cinema mode, that's for certain. <laughs> yeah, you've definitely brought back a bit of Vegas chili with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a barrier that's unneeded, you know, especially on the general high street where it's the only place you can really demo it. Yeah. Now, now that Sony's tour of it has disappeared, it's yeah. it just seems really, really silly. And if if Sony have okayed that like that, then they're, they're idiots. I mean, that that's up there with charging stupid amounts of money for memory cards and making 600 quid consoles it's but those eight megabyte memory cards were so worth it (laughs) i think he's talking about the vita ones man damn it yeah (laughs) well even then eight meg ones of those weren't exactly cheap (laughs) yeah um gary what about you i mean you want to weigh in on that I, I, I agree with you guys. I think that's a terrible idea. Um, but if, if if it's true that game is the only place you can try out VR um, in the UK, then it's a genius well, idea. Yeah, certainly in terms of official retail. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll have people come around my house. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you see, that's, that's the funny thing. It would be illegal yeah. if you did that. But yeah. uh, even though you, you, know, you have bought the unit, Try it's VR, like, only £4.50. Save 50p. <laughs> but yeah, but sorry, go ahead, if that's the case, then it's a genius move by them because, hey, they're weakening all the profits by themselves and they don't need to share with anybody else. Um, well, yeah, you know how, like, maybe if the, the contract was seen, they have to pay some of it back. I don't... They, they say Sony's okay with it, but I don't think... Well, like you said, I don't think everything's really been yeah. um, clear. Basically. Yeah. Sorry, like I don't know if like game said, hey, can we, you know, put us, you know, the VR out for people to try out? That's probably all they told them. They probably didn't tell them they're going to charge them for it. Um, yeah. But then again, if it's their personal unit or a unit that Sony gave them to, you know, display so people can try out the VR. Yeah. Then that's a different story. Um, but then, but, if that if it becomes the case, then that becomes illegal. Yeah, you, know, you shouldn't be allowed to do that by law. You know, it's it's written there in Sony's own rules. You know, you can't yeah, profit. Yeah, EU, the EU, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, um, it, unless, yeah. unless they're taking a profit from it. <laughs> well, I mean, again, like I said, you add fifteen quid up, you know, for, do a several sessions a day. You've paid for, you do, in a week. You've paid for that unit four times over, yeah. at least, and that's disgusting. You know, it's like it's like it's a company that obviously it's worth pointing this out. They're a company that are in trouble you know, financially yeah. at the minute again, and they're always in trouble. Yeah, they a company that clearly didn't learn the last time that they went bust because they were greedy and everywhere else was starting to sell things cheaper. Yeah. Um, now, you know, then the competition was other gaming stores. You know, now it's online you know, and digital sales that are just killing them from outside in. So, yes, I can totally understand why they'd suddenly think, hey, 
seeing as hardware is the thing that really is keeping us alive you know it's um maybe we should charge people to try it out it's like it, i'm not saying it's a great idea no i'm just saying that you can see where the, the corporate logic comes into it of we need to make money somehow hey here's an idea but it's like it's not an arcade it's like fuck off with that nonsense and <laughs> Uh, oh, now uh, I can imagine a VR system where you have to put in dimes and yeah. pennies. And... Oh, but you know, that's, yeah, in a way, it is like the, the modern iteration of arcades uh, in that you can do stuff like that, where you're immersed, like very much like you were back in the Actually, don't some... give them ideas because then they could turn the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One boost into actual arcade machines at their stores. It only has enough power until you put, put money in. Is it, this is the other difference <laughs> as well with, with game is that in, uh, say, like bars and pubs, they could do this sort of yeah. thing. And the way they'd make their money, of course, is by saying, hey, you know, if you're here, you've got to have a drink yeah. or food or whatever. It's like you can't do that in a game. And therefore, very, very odd and I silly. That maybe they forced you to buy that Christmas pudding they made. Remember that Christmas <laughs> dinner they made? Oh, God, yeah. Christmas dinner they can. That. Uh, oh, not just that, their um, game, Christmas game, that uh, was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Did you ever play that? It's, no. It's like set in some sort of shopping centre and you had to go around. It's like, imagine Goat Simulator, but worse, and really, really just no yeah. effort to it beyond. I mean, the animation was barely there. And I want to play it now. <laughs> I'm sure they'll do it again this year. You just had to say Gold Simulator, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll get on to why the simulator thing is a, a bugbear of mine a bit later. But uh, yeah, it's it was an odd, yucky little thing. Again, it's like much of what game does is odd and yucky. It's like yeah. it's you look at stores like HMV in the UK where they had the same problems. They just did not see what was going on around them and just carried on charging more than anywhere else and thinking well we got these deals that look you know really nice but that's only because everything else is really expensive it's like, yeah. and game are very much the same game aren't even that i mean i can't really remember the last time i really saw a proper bargain there you know it's like yeah it, it's know, always it over not, the price yeah unless it's yeah. I mean, the closest I got to a bargain out there was literally anything pre-owned, which is, and even then, it's like, not now. Now you could probably get oh, those games brand new for less. And... Yeah. <laughs> but hey-ho, it's like, maybe they'll learn this time by going bust for a second time, like PHS. If they're going to go bust again, I'm so going to go around spending more money. <laughs> I mean, last time they nearly went bust, I ended up buying the 70 PS3 games because I bought them for so cheap I, yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to give you a bunch of money and say hey, go buy what you can yeah. <laughs> so, I bought Socom for 2p so, that's it I'm just going to wait out for the VR units I'm just going to say like <laughs> King of Fighters that's what I is. bought the most recent one I bought was King of Fighters Collector's Edition £3.99 Nice. So yeah, if they go bank up again, I'm so just going to put money away and just buy all of the stuff again. I literally just went yeah, to the, the, the second hand section and just picked it all up. Yeah, I remember getting Marvel vs. Capcom free for like a couple of quid. Yeah. It was like in those late late days, 
Oh. <sighs> well, yeah, I love game, but yeah, if they do it, if that happens again, I'm so doing it again. <laughs> the game I love, the game I love is from it, it died about 2002, yeah. three. So since the Xbox era onwards, the, it, it's just struggled to understand online gaming and yeah. and online shopping, and oh, and uh, you do get lucky. There are stores that yeah. are have some knowledgeable people in it but most of them it just makes you kind of cringe going yeah I'm in lucky my store is very kind of full of love yeah. you know yeah yeah I mean it's just, I think for you especially because you know it, a quieter town you know it, you, the people that like games are going to be there yeah. generally speaking so it makes more sense but uh, yeah well yeah they've got nowhere else to go <laughs> <laughs> so well, here we go <laughs> you got a choice between game or charity shops yeah, so again, <laughs> or pound shops. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of a no-brainer in yeah. that regard, and you know, it's never going to be that busy, I'd imagine. Oh, that, no. uh, um, during Call of Duty, it can be quite ridiculous, especially uh, midnight launches. Uh, last midnight oh. launch for Call, not this last one, but the one before that. Uh, it went outside the store and down to like the little shopping mart. It was, yeah, it's just about a hundred. <laughs> Odd people there. I think the last time I saw a proper big queue outside of one of ours was either PS4 launch or when Gold Dust, the wrestler, was there for a signing. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, there's always it's, there's always at least a whole fifteen people in there. <laughs> How many are staff there? <laughs> Seven. Yeah, twelve. Day. Uh, anyway, we, we've bagged on game enough I, I reckon there so that's well no, let's yeah. go, I, that's, this one that I always that name is so lazy it is but mm, yeah uh, considering like, the ones that died in the in the meantime over here you know electronics boutique and uh game station and, well remember game station was owned by game as well for most of yeah. the time well I think it was originally was no. it it just as it became popular but then EB was the same wasn't it electronics boutique owned game yeah. and then electronics boutique died out and so you, dog eat dog. It still exists. Yeah, in America it does, but not in yeah. the UK. It died out. So they're owned by GameStop now, which I don't see the point. So there you go. I say GameStop. <laughs> yeah. It's all they the same, same thing. Price, same everything. I don't understand the difference. Well, it's like Game and GameStation. GameStation is the exact same stock. GameStation used to be sometimes cheaper than Game. Yeah, and now what, it, CEX has basically become the rival, yeah. if you will, which is basically for it, for Gary's ears, it, it's like it's a it's a fancy pawn shop where most stolen stuff ends up. Yeah, like, in the UK, it was where um, those uh, early PS4 Slims turned up. Yeah, and also where um, the uh, when Splatoon Collector Edition got stolen, and then somehow there was some collector editions appeared in. CEX is from England. Yeah, same with No Man's Sky, Uncharted 4, I think these things are. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, if someone's robbed something and they want to sell it with no fuss that's electronic, then. Uh, CEX is your place. CEX is there. Good for cheap stuff occasionally, like old games, like you can get your PS2 games and stuff yeah. there. But, uh, yeah, it's. It can be quite expensive, though, I find. Yeah, when it's newer stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Like, definitely. Um, they but, had. I, think it, I can't remember what game it was. I think it was Uncharted. I bought my copy in game for £47, but CEX wanted to £55. You paid £3 
more, I think, than me. And I bought the digital edition. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's mad. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah it's, it's like, okay, that makes sense. But some people were making some money off CEX because um, I can't, uh, the PSVR, someone got it for, I can't remember where someone was getting it for a little bit cheaper. Oh no, it's 350, yeah. isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. And well, CEX was yeah. playing 420. Yeah, to set it off early, in the, but yeah, places yeah. like that price goes down by the minute, you know, or yeah. up or down or whatever. But yeah, I remember, yeah, I've made some good profits off there. Um, I think after I yeah. sold GTA Five, it's like um, a few months after I got it, just because I need the money, and it's like because I, I got GTA Five very cheap anyway. Yeah. Tesco, I think, with, with some vouchers, so I think I got it for like twenty quid. I sold it for about thirty. Yeah. And I was like. A uh, Des- destiny was another one. I got that for about twenty three pounds. I think with some um, offer and stuff, and that I sold for about thirty five pounds because it was like three weeks after it came out. I and literally, I, bought, I just I think for the Call of Duty on PS three, I bought in, Ga- in, in Sainsbury's for twenty three pound. Went yeah. over to Game and traded a couple in for thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for. I think it was 2013 or 2014 it's like the, yeah 2014 there was like for a few months i was just yeah. buying get i bought out of one game i bought about six or seven games yeah because just uh, the getting the first one at the right price seemed to help so yeah it's good didn't follow it anyway yes um gaming stores in the uk aren't great <laughs> to be honest um, <laughs> that's where an independent ones are getting a bit niche in that they are you know, trying to do everything at once, like, oh, here's all these retro consoles, whoa, look at this mad stuff, then they'll have some naff shit, that you, you know, like game, have their um, gaming merchandise section, it's like that, where it's like all the most ah, uh, it, it's the game, it's the equivalent of um, people who wear, would wear a Nirvana t-shirt when they were born in 2003, and it's like it's cringy stuff, but so, yeah. yeah anyway, other stuff because I'm sure there's other stuff that isn't about video game stores. Uh, but, uh, but um, Oh, yeah, there's two other big pieces of news, uh, of course, this week, um, one of which is a new console that isn't a Sony one, so, you know, we can't talk yeah, too we'll much. Yeah, we'll switch it up. Uh, yeah, we'll switch it up and talk about <laughs> something else. <laughs> no, in all fairness, just a, a brief thing, because obviously it does impact PlayStation to a degree with another console on the market. Um, yes, Nintendo's... Switch thing, which seems to do one thing very much that Sony have been trying to do with uh, the Vita and the PS4 before, before they just ditched that and tried to do it with everything else, uh, which is the remote play sort of thing. Well, I mean, it's Switch. not really remote play, is it? It's just play. Well, no, it's, it's, the, evolution, <laughs> you know, it's the evolution of that. Yeah. It's literally it's like, well, there's the console, now you can take the console with you. It's like, great idea. And yeah. if they keep third parties on, you know, and and like, you know, this time around, then could be dangerous for not just for Sony and you know, Microsoft as well. But uh, yeah, it depends on price, I think, with that one at the minute and how well the battery life is and stuff. I on heard that. it's three hours. Yeah, early. Te- but then consider yeah. this: it is early, and yeah. that isn't the full version. I'd imagine they will make that better somewhat. But Nintendo, I don't know if it's a Japanese video game company thing that they have to do a gimmick or something that always hinders them somehow. It's like, like the Vita is like, oh, it's a lovely yeah. little console. Oh, but here the memory card's uh, a small mortgage. You know, um, yeah. 
uh, Nintendo, say, like the GameCube, and say, oh, yeah, we've got third-party support. We're going to put them all on these tiny discs. And it's, like, and it's just odd little quirks, which are nice. You know, it's nice well, to have the discs quirks. were mainly so they didn't have to pay license fees for DVDs. Yeah, that was it. That was their way around it, but it just made it strange, you know? It's like one of the many little strange things about a very nice console. Yeah. And then you look at stuff like the Wii U and the, the dinner tray, you know, controller thing with the screen. It's like, it sort of hampers a very good console with some strange little decisions done merely to go, we want to be different, which is fine. Yeah, it's great to be different. It's We don't want every box that comes out to be black or beige or white. And, I want a black unit, though, because yeah. black's the best. Yeah. <laughs> saying, that, saying that, the Switch, the generic Switch is grey. So it's... Yeah. But there are, I suppose, the other colours, I believe, on I, that one. I want yeah, a black I, I, unit. The, I yeah. always like black consoles. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. With the exception of the Dreamcast, which was... Oh, yeah, just, Dreamcast was amazing. It's a beautiful white thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll... If, if all goes well, that it could change things up for both the, uh, the leading parties and uh, bring Nintendo to the front again. So, you know, they're obviously combining their handheld and yeah. console divisions into one uh, with this, and you know, their, their handheld division does pretty damn well. So it's going to do ridiculously well in Japan. It is going to do some gangbusters. Yeah. It's like, but, as long and, as it's priced well. Yeah, I mean. Sony would be the one to suffer more, I think, because out of the three, they're the ones who don't have the money to lose, really. Even yeah. now, it's like they can't risk as much as, say, Microsoft, who, like I said before, would be out of this console race um, a long time ago if it was a done on any even keel because they would have thrown their money away years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've, they've made mistakes that have sunk other companies, let's put it, you know, easily. Yeah, but, um, uh, Sega. Sega, yes. Sega. If, if Sega had Xbox's money, they'd probably still be around today. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, Nintendo have got enough cash reserves that they, they could release shit consoles for the next 30 years and still be in profit because they've got those IP, those things that no one else has that are yeah. storied and they'll sell. I mean, Christ, they'll sell on mobile phones. So, you know, it's not hard to see that they'll keep on keeping on. I really can't wait for Pokemon on the Switch. Um, yeah, I mean, just and even that, even the third party stuff. I mean, if it works well, yeah. that'd be cool. I mean, in a way that the Vita couldn't do in a lot of games cases. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you also look at it, this will be the perfect console to do the Pokemon MMO on now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they, I mean, let's face it, if they announce that in the coming months that that's it it's yeah. game over that console's just going gangbusters worldwide yeah i'll, I'll buy oh. that <laughs> i've seen pokemon sun and moon in 1080p it looks it looks pretty cool so yeah they've cool. already got the models ready yeah so yeah in fairness i you know i know you two obviously be into i mean gary especially would definitely be interested but uh uh, as an, a man who hasn't had a Nintendo console personally of his own since yeah 2003, it's interesting to see one that's actually quite tempting. It's and but Zelda. We see. Open and world Zelda. Zelda looks pretty good, and I don't even like yeah. open world games. <laughs> that's it, and uh, New Mario and the usual suspects. Anyway, 
that's it. I just wanted to sort of put a little bit in there because it's, as much as we shouldn't mention it, at the same time, it's a competition. So yeah, we have to really because it's it's bigish news. Yeah, well, like I said, it, it, it's for once. Well, no, actually, I say for once, it's doing once again taking one of Sony's half-baked ideas and turning it into a fully formed idea. I, I say this with uh, motion control and, uh, you know... That's when Nintendo it, just does that. It's like, oh, sweet, oh, yeah, let's make it better. Innovate. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever they say, oh, innovation, innovation, it's like, no, nah, this, this, this was going on. Sony sort of started doing this and I thought, eh, yeah, we, we can't afford to keep going on with this, so we'll, we'll give up. By the way, did so, you guys see that PS2 VR unit? Sony made a PS2 VR unit. Oh, yeah. In Japan. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one, wasn't there? And yeah, when I saw it again, I did vaguely remember it from yeah. something. It's like... There's one thing I remember that I can never find. I, I sort of bought one just because, and I haven't seen one forever. I'm sure I didn't dream it up. I mean, uh, I remember seeing a PS1 version of the Power Glove. <laughs> I, I, I remember that you know so sort of clearly. I was in like a Curry's and. I saw this like power glove, but for PS One, I was like, I want this, and then didn't have the money for it really. So, mm. but, uh, alas, alas, one day so. I will own that PS One power glove. No, and you. I will have the power. You don't want the power glove, man. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're oh. playing with power, Gary. I remember the power glove was advertised as <laughs> this big thing. For a little game called Fighting Force, back on the PS One, <laughs> it didn't go very well. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it did exist. Yes. Okay. Good. There uh, was a glove called the Power Glove, and the entire yeah, all the controls were on one hand. Yeah, so, I remember that. yeah, yeah. And that your was... were all <laughs> made. I, yeah, I remember trying that out. And, um... At some independent shop years ago, and yeah, it was just—it's so bloody unwieldy. It's just like, <laughs> but I want it just because. I mean, I have a pocket station. I go well with it. It's—it's it's the sort of thing that someone would try and play Dark Souls on for a challenge. It's like, well, if someone can play Dark Souls with bongo controls or whatever it was, bongo controllers, yeah, or Guitar Hero yeah. controllers with their feet or some yeah. non Guitar Hero. Yeah, what's you, you play with those baracas? Yeah, what's got maracas from? Um... Oh, yeah, the Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Oh, no, I was uh, thinking of the. Uh, oh, Samba. Yeah, yeah. God, Samba. <laughs> uh, well, we're going real Nintendo today. Well, that was Sega, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Samba so, was, it was on the Wii at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, and arcade, so, you know, we're tying everything in. Yeah. To... Uh, I got to yeah. play that little oh. arcade, actually, in Vegas. Oh, you did? Yeah, they Where had a little play? Namco arcade there. You didn't go on the old pachinkos then? No, I couldn't find any pachinko machines. And I looked everywhere. I'm not joking, I did. I looked in several casinos. So did I. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. I was trying to come down that Metal Gear Solid casino or yeah. pachinko machine. Didn't happen. Yeah, I didn't find a single pachinko machine. I am disappointed. I have to go back to America again just for that. <laughs> <laughs> Customs order. A shame. A shame. Why are you going to America to find a pachinko machine? You want to hear hit the lever. You want to hear hit the lever for yourself, don't you? Yeah. And I want to literally hit it. Hit the lever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I couldn't find a single one. That's a shame. That's a shame. Anyway, the other big news that is more PlayStation related, um, of course, was Rockstar went and did a Randy Orton and came out of nowhere with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, my God. 
Not Red Dead Redemption 3. How dare they not count properly <laughs> with the stuffs and the things? And I don't give a shit. They don't count. They don't count roll because it's shit. To be fair, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, very brief trailer because uh, I was actually surprised people were like, "Oh, that's really short." It was like, "Have you ever watched a uh, Rockstar un- unveil their games?" It's like every time they do it. Hell, I was really surprised there was even a trailer. I was just expecting a yeah. picture of his foot or something. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> it, like they reveal with, uh, like a minute or so trailer, and then they sort of do several trailers after that. No, no, like, I always thing. find there's like a little tease before the trailer normally of like a like a logo or something. Yeah, which there was in this case uh, with the uh, red the oh, red yeah. rock star logo and the, uh, the the many jokes about being table tennis, which sadly, I mean, I was hoping for it, more. Oh, I said at the time, it's like I want it to be Red Dead too, but yeah. now at the same time, I look at that and I think it does kind of look like a table tennis bat. Who so, knows, maybe Red Dead Redemption 2 will have table tennis in it and we'll all be happy. We'll all be happy with the table tennis. <laughs> yeah, the trailer looks, I mean, considering GTA 5 is obviously a cross-generation game and this is like Rockstar's first, you know, proper game of the generation. Yeah, there's some lovely looking things. I mean, there's a, a night sky at one point, which is like, bloody hell, that was beautiful. You know, it's like, because obviously, you know, natural light and everything, there's no street lights stuff to stop. You can see all these constellation things and just the fire effects and my god, I just, I mean, I don't. I'm but will it be running so, on PS4? Will it be running on PS4 Pro? Well, it only says PS4 and uh, Xbox One at the minute. Oh. And it doesn't mention Scorpio. Doesn't mention Pro. So it doesn't mention in the uh, Switch either. So, yeah. but uh, that's as we said, that could just be because the Switch hadn't been announced itself. Yeah, I'd be point. really surprised if it. I, 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 I know that sounds weird, but I'd be really surprised if Red Dead comes on the Switch at launch because of how sudden the Switch has been announced. Yeah, but then... I could see it being like, people, a, like the PC port being a bit later. Yeah, but then if they've got that many people on board for it already, you know, so yeah. the companies they mentioned, then it's entirely possible they could. I mean, they've got... True, but I, I, I mean, expect that, that, it to be with true. the PC release, maybe. Yeah, well... the PC is a couple of months later, I think, or a little bit later. If it happens, yeah, yeah. It's like, which is a bone of contention with PC owners that Red Dead Redemption never got ported to a PC. So buy a console. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, and then but then you know GTA Five did, and they took the extra time to make yeah. it look better. Then I think they only did that because they had the PS4 and Xbox One versions to do, and yeah. so maybe maybe not. We'll see. I think it's easier this time around, and they get the most of their money from console sales yeah. i mean like we said gta 5 is in the charts every week and it isn't because of pc copies let's be honest <laughs> but yeah it'd be interesting new Spoilers. online just buy a damn console oh but they can't because then they'd have to step down from the lofty perch of uh, <laughs> you know, elitism for uh, look i can spend lots of money on something yeah. it's uh, i am now better by default I must admit, I am yes. looking into a gaming laptop or PC, so... Well, yes, and for me, it's like, you know, since the mid-90s, you know, I've been doing that with PC stuff, but you know, it just I doesn't interest me. I just want to play Final Fantasy XIV on two different screens. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, and you would. <laughs> Hell, I want a laptop so powerful I can run it on low setting and have it, like, on the laptop, then plug the laptop into this my spare TV and then have... Run it on. <laughs> Just be a party by myself. 
the one two man party yeah. one man yes definitely <laughs> would be cool yeah. I said I think before you should try that and uh, film it yeah the results would be interesting um, yeah so it looks like it'll have online which well. given GTA online makes sense and I mean that's made them a lot of money so it and Red Dead Redemption had a pretty decent online show not great it's much like GTA, GTA 4 before it had something there it's like they've sort of slowly built their online infrastructure game by game and it's like and, and I mean I think of um, like even Max Payne 3 was part of that process where they introduced the, uh, the crews in there you know, where you could join crews and stuff which then became a big part of GTA 5's GTA online section so I would guess that would all come into the same thing again, but it'll be posses or something. Uh, and yeah, I, I said the story at the minute. I'm not, I'm not too bothered what, what the story is or where it's set in that regard, but because looking at what was in the trailer, I just I'm looking at it. Thinking, I'd love to explore that. That looks that looks amazing. If that's PS4 regular PS4 graphics, which given their previous trailers for games probably isn't. It's probably the high end PC sort of yeah. that they're working on run of it. But then this time, at least, they can actually achieve what they show in those early trailers by just saying, well, you know, the Pro will be able to run it exactly like that. Or the and, Scorpio. Or the Scorpio, yeah. So, But then, of course, PlayStation's got some exclusive stuff for Red Dead Redemption 2, I assume, with the online and uh, some more bits and bobs. So, I'm trying to work out what kind of microtransactions they can put in Red Dead Redemption 2. Well, on GTA Online has cash cards, which, yeah. again... They don't buy you greatness. They buy you nice things that certainly but help. Speaking, what kind of nice things could you actually buy? In could you yeah. buy special horses painted different colours? Yeah. Well, the thing that impressed me most with uh, you know GTA Five online stuff is that mm-hmm. you, know, you could afford most of the, the cosmetic stuff yourself you know, without really having to have a lot of money. I mean, and then there is a lot of cosmetic stuff because yeah. obviously. You know, real world clothing, so it's not real world, but they're bases in that. Yeah. And, the, you know, the expensive stuff, the amount of stuff you might want to get a cash card for is quite, you know, is big things like houses and yeah. and tanks and <laughs> helicopters. That's what I mean. You can't really have anything like that in Red Dead 2. No. So well, unless I you can buy your own they'll... saloons. Mm. So I wonder <laughs> if they'll, go, they'll scale it back to yeah. what more modern games do, which is, you know, they have cosmetic stuff become the microtransactions yeah. which would be sad because you know that's the yeah. big appeal of, for me with GTA Online was the fact that you could log you could in. still have cash shops you know say cards you could have like gold bars from banks but just thinking of yeah. what you could actually buy with it because well, yeah they're going to have to find a way to fund it unless they don't bother and they just go everything it's like and yeah I mean it's clearly they made not so much money from as... GTA 5 that they just thought oh, screw it let's just yeah. do it yeah, I mean, looking at that trailer, it does seem to be that it's a bit more luxurious in terms of you know wildlife and yeah. uh, scenery. It's not just all desert towns and that nonsense. So I want to buy a honey badger. I want a pet honey badger. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I do wonder how they'll implement it in that regard. I hope they don't scale it back to the cosmetic yeah. stuff. Because it was nice for me in yeah. that game, not GTA Online, that you could just go into, a, log in, go into a shop, look at what was new in clothes and stuff, went an update, and like, yeah, I'll wear that, I'll wear that, I'll wear that. It's, a, you know, it's, it's, 
yeah, there are some expensive clothes, but you're bound to have enough money. Yeah. You know, play a game or something, you've got enough money to afford whatever clothing bit you wanted. And I yeah. think there's going to be a bigger emphasis on on the heists in this game more so than it was in 5. Yes. In GTA 5. Because I think it's a lot easier for them to do heists in something like Red Dead where there's a lot more open space mm. rather than a big city that you have to calculate and make sure everything yeah. works really in. And this time they'll be able to put it in, you know, as one, you know, from the start and make it <laughs> integral, <laughs> and make it integral to the way they built the multiplayer. I think heists were an idea in GTA Online, and they just added it later, you know, because they had other things that were more important to add at the time, like you know, trying yeah, to make and, it fun. <laughs> so. And I can, I can easily see them doing the map system the same way, like they did with Five, where. Uh, the half of it will be like a nice big type of city, and the rest of it will be just the openness, uh, kind of like Five was with you know the desert and the trailer parks and all oh, that. Yeah. I, I mean, think it'll be the same thing here as well, where you'll have a very big city with maybe some small towns here and there. Hmm. But I don't think it's going to be like Redemption was, where it's these tiny little towns of five or six buildings, and that's all you get. I think you'll see a big kind of the, the the big developments that started in the West during that time, like in California and stuff, where you already had those big cities already being built. I think that's what we'll get here. Yeah. I think I want a bit more of the rural stuff than I do cities anyway, because it's just, you know, the old West, and it seems better in that regard for that. I think you can still have more detail out there now. You can have more shacks and cabins and things like that that form i mean that will take place of you know what are you know the homes and apartments of gta online and you know it's not it's luxury for the time it was you know it's a, to have a nice big wood cabin with, or a two-floor wood cabin maybe it's uh yeah we shall see we shall see i think uh, i'm intrigued as i said it's probably my fourth favorite rockstar franchise and it's still yeah, the fourth best Rockstar franchise is still a very good franchise. So I am very much looking forward to it. And the and the slow tease over the next year until we get to about August next year and they go, Yeah, actually it's coming out in twenty eighteen. <laughs> it is natural. <laughs> because, you know, if it does, it does. Yes, wonderful. Anything else do you guys want to say on Red Dead Redemption Two? Looking forward to it? Not I'm still annoyed that GTA Online was never sold separately. Oh, I mean, technically it is. It's like you're paying for one game. But <laughs> twice. So I mean, you don't ever, ever really have to, beyond the first bit, have to go into GTA Five. So, But that originally got announced as like it was going to be sold separately in the future, but that never happened. There's lots of things that were said. And it's, I've been recently trying to go back and find out where the source of these things were. Yeah. It's like, it's all from very... It's, it's very assumed, you know, rather than actual quotes saying, yeah, yeah. we're doing this. Very much like uh, I kept misremembering the quote about having wanting to um, add cities from the other games to the yeah. map and make it into a, a bigger sprawling open world. And yeah, I don't. I think... don't ever really remember that actually being officially. No, I think that was like an offhand comment yeah. that um, Leslie Benzies, uh, one of the the execs there, said yeah. during an interview during, before the game came out. He just said he he said he'd want to. But then he's since left the company, so you know it's like 
could be that that's not coming <laughs> at this point. I'd be shocked if it does. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, GTA Online's you know, doing well. I think eventually they may well do that. They may well add more to it in expansions because it's got legs, clearly. You know, it's three yeah. years on, it's still going quite, you know, quite healthily. For a game that isn't you know, a fantasy RPG or a Call of Duty, it's... Uh, GTA London sort of, expansion. But I, the, GTA London is the, the antithesis of what GTA is about. GTA is about taking the piss out of the American dream. You know, it is not. You know, taking it to London, it doesn't really work the same way. Vancouver, the same towns. Oh yeah, but it's, it's, like, it's been. You, well, you could redo them. It's been the same three towns the last several games. Yeah, but I know they've different changed results. it, but it's. You know, yes, it's it. It, it'd be nice if they just rename, even if they just renamed them. Yeah, it's kind of annoying the fact that it's always lost. Was it Los Santos, San Diego, and San Andreas? Yeah, and it'd be nice if I they mean, go somewhere different. Even if it's just because, even if it's, I know they're always different, but it would be nice to actually just have something slightly different. I would different. like, I would like to see fleshed-out versions of Las Venturas, which is Las Vegas, yeah. and San Fierro, San Francisco, like. San Andreas had yeah. added to it. I mean, that would be the logical addition yeah. if you're going to have the San Andreas map is to have the other places that were there in, in GCA San Andreas. Um, so, I'm going to call it now. Uh, you're going to go to Vice City in modern time and then GTA. Oh, that would be boring. <laughs> it's Florida. It's not going to be boring. It's flat, though. You know, it's going to be full of orange juice and prunes. I've been to too. <laughs> and then, I mean, you know, as a place, Florida is very flat. It's just, it's boring in that regard. It's like, I mean, I'd like it in the sense of, yeah, if they added, you know, crop, you know alligators and shit, it'd be great. But, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I prefer, well, yeah, for, this is what I mean, I prefer the places that were closer. It would make more sense. Otherwise, you're going to be jumping between, you know, planes and stuff to get to new areas rather than actually having it within arm's reach, if you will. So, and the way they've designed you know, the San Andreas map for GTA V means that you could feasibly add stuff to it because it's basically an island. You know? yeah. So you could interlock. And I think I do wonder if that's why it's designed that way. I mean, GTA games generally do you know, make everything very islandish so that you don't have any unnatural blockages. You know, that, but, um, yeah, it's good. we'll see. We'll see. They'll do something eventually, but you know, with Rockstar, they do take their time because they want the detail to be the same level, whatever they do. It's like, and yeah, hence why it's taken what now three years for them to announce another game. It's uh, yeah, there we go. Um, so Red Dead, that's great. Uh, is there much more to talk about? Ends wise on the news front. New expansion well, for uh, Fantasy Fourteen. Well, that, that's a very personal thing, but I'm sure you're happy about that. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, what else will we do? Um, quick plug in the middle here, because just, just to get it there. Um, we are currently doing a vote for the best PS3 games of all time on PSU.com. If you've gone to the site, it's there. It's also on Twitter and Facebook, where you vote for your top three, uh, and it'll all get mushed together into a big old Final top 50 in November. I heard be... Mindjack is winning. Mindjack is so winning, it's scary. I mean, people have got to, 
people just don't like The Last of Us enough. Yeah, I, I, I heard that site got like five votes. Yeah, and even though I think it was a pity vote. I yeah. Yeah, it's like, mind Jack is number say, one, Hayes is number two, and then the Green Lantern movie, the game, is like third place, and then, then we've got, yeah. got Hannah Montana catching up. <laughs> Terminator Salvation's in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, it's um, interesting. I always find this a very interesting testament to You always get these, uh, when any, you do these sort of vote things, is... Um, you always hear people generally online bemoan and games that are popular and call them out as being overrated. And it's like whenever, but whenever you actually get to doing votes, yeah. the games that rise to the top generally tend to be the popular games. You know, it's like I mean, so far there is the odd surprise, but yeah, like Batman Arkham Asylum, that's a surprise. It's not. Yes, high up probably, at the minute. Yes, it's a, it's a very bad surprise, and there are surprises. <laughs> There are games that clearly shouldn't be in that are in high places because name value, really, rather than them being very good. I mean, it's uh, like anything you best city made. Ooh, but <laughs> again, uh, well, I'll, I'll let this little snippet out. Well, uh, um, the buggier of the PS3 uh, RPGs from uh, Bethesda is actually miles, miles ahead of the less buggy one. So, and the other one that is very, very buggy doesn't feature at all. So, which just tells you people like shit. So, <laughs> well, I think it tells you that they they enjoyed the experience more, maybe. But uh, no, they just wanted more bugs. They wanted more but not bugs. too many bugs. But uh, yes, only you can stop some uh, great travesties happening, such as Arkham Asylum being placed lower than. Um, let's see. Uh, F1 Championship Edition or, <laughs> or, Prince of, or Prince of Persia 2008. Um, what? <laughs> That's because it was on PS Plus. People finally played it. I like Prince of Persia 2008, but I don't think it was one of my top games ever. <laughs> to Wait, 2008. Is that the reboot one? Yeah, that's the one. When oh, that one was great. The, the one they yeah, made afterwards, the one that was free on PS Plus, what was it, last month? Yeah. yeah. That one. Uh, was not too pants. <laughs> yes, um, you took a vote uh, for Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, which is currently higher than um, Battlefield Bad Company 2 <laughs> and wow. Fallout 3. <laughs> so, Bad Company 2 is the best Battlefield ever made. Yeah, yeah. As I said, there are some surprising omissions, but then I suppose when for the general public with a top three, you are going to get games. Yeah, so, but uh, I'm yes, going to go it's... cry in the corner though. That makes me sad. Yeah, I mean, I. I'll give you a hint, guys. And you sure Dane didn't make alternate game. accounts just so he can vote for Resident Evil Operation Raccoon <laughs> Well, as I, as I said, the, the cream rises to the top, and there are a bunch of games that have you know, got lots of vote points, yeah. but there are lots of games that... Except The Last of, of Us. You know, that's not yeah, that yeah apart from that, that, that's nowhere near the top. Uh, but then there are games that people maybe don't remember because they're a few years ago. I mean, like there's a Strange Surgeon, Red Dead Redemption. can't think what's causing that. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know what's causing that. Yeah, but s- stuff like um, the Tomb Raider reboot, Portal 2, um, Spec Ops The Line, uh, Crisis 2, well, I'm not that surprised, um, Fallout 3 and things like that, they're all really, really low down, and it's even Borderlands 2. It's, and, yeah, it's odd. And then see, 
but then people have their favorites and certain games you wouldn't expect to be higher or high up because people pick them because they're like they are actually picking based on what they love rather than what's what is critically known as being very good so they really love bleach soul resurrection yeah but i'd say at this point we have well over 120 different games to choose from so it's uh and it's only gonna grow i'd imagine so don't forget to vote for mine jack (laughs) which is definitely in there (laughs) right next to dark void (laughs) i don't believe it uh if only if only Anyway, yes. Wait, that, wait that's is awesome. Hayes in there? Is Hayes in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hayes is not in there. Damn it. Uh, and if it was, I would knock it out there straight away. <laughs> I'd like to change my, my pigs, please. <laughs> <laughs> Set in stone, Gary, a month ago. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm sure we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks as it comes closer to the 10-year anniversary of that console. Um, and our own personal favourites. But um, in the meantime, we should talk about what we've been playing more recently in the world of PlayStation. And uh, Ben, it's uh, been a while. Does uh, that mean you've played more than Final Fantasy XIV? Uh, I don't know if I can talk about the other game because it's come, the embargo's Tuesday. So, um, <sighs> what um, time Tuesday? If this, does, if this goes up before Tuesday, sorry, Namco, but I've been playing Dragon Ball Z uh, Xenoverse 2. Yeah, don't worry. I'll be doing the same thing. So, so. <laughs> in case Namco has been talk, uh, in case it's a, then I've been playing. It's amazing, but it does have yeah. the same flaws as the first game, which kind of sucks. So, is there improvements though, or is it? Oh, just... there's a lot. They've fixed the RNG. They've fixed the hub world. It's a lot bigger. They've fixed the parallel quests. There's a lot of improvements, but there is some of the stuff that was like. The story seems a little shorter as well. There is improvements, but they're a bit of the same flaw. The combat's pretty much exactly the same. Uh, the only no, difference is no, you can... that was the biggest problem, man. <laughs> the only difference the is... Counters, the counters were the worst. It's ridiculous. What do you oh, mean, the man. counters? Like, when you're fighting, and then... Like, when you're wailing on somebody yeah. with a combo, and then they just counter with the shockwave thing. That just stuns you for like 15 seconds. Oh, I don't seem to have that much of an issue now. It drains so much more stamina now, those stall moves. Uh, My god. The worst thing about the first game was every like, time you do a melee combo, yeah. everybody just countered that move all the time. Because they can do it whenever they want. It's not like a time thing. As long as they have the move, they can do it. On this, it's based well, on st- your stamina. So it drains a lot of your stamina and screws you over if you do it. That's good, at least. Um, and if you f- try and fly away, there's a new dash move where you can dash right to the enemy straight away. Uh, so, so if they try and fly, you can get straight to them, but I use instant transmission just because. Uh, because. Just because it's faster. Uh, but yeah, there's quite... Uh, but and but the enemies don't have their stupid armor they had before. But uh, y- y- Do you remember that stupid plot armor, Gary? What armor? Well, but they'd have so much, they just block forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they've got rid of that. Thank God. So far, the story's been a lot easier than the last one, though. The only, I've actually only had one problem fight, and that was Freezer and Cooler. I had to fight both of them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so far, the story's been really good. Um, I'm fighting Beerus right now. 
But it feels weird that I'm having trouble fighting Beerus because I have Whis on my side, so it feels like I should be winning easier. That's the only issue I've had is the AI seems very rubbish. You know, uh, uh, yeah. your teammate. I, I know they don't want you to rely on the teammate winning the fights, but some fights you're like, okay, you've got to fight Cell and Broly. Gohan's fighting Cell, you're fighting Broly, but I got Broly dead. I weakened Cell before the fight even started, and Gohan had only taken about like 15% of Cell's health. And I'd already been <laughs> Broly and I'd started firing Cell. Is that like, okay? Well, that's good. That's good work there, Gohan. Well done. You did basically nothing <laughs> at all. <laughs> then it's like, oh, you'll need help. That's the whole point, then. You don't want him to come help you, then you'll feel like you're a shitty player. Yeah, but at the same time, I kind of want him to at least do something. <laughs> Especially when the game's like, um, okay, I'll come help you, and then they just do nothing. It's like a lot of fights where it's like, keep him, def- yeah, stop this guy until we can arrive and help you. But by the time they arrive and come help me, it's, he's pretty much dead anyway. It's like, well, I might as well just go. I might as well finish this off. Especially with Trunks. Trunks is like always like really late. Well, Trunks is one of the most useless overrated characters in the series, I'm sorry to say. Oh, he is. He's so useless. I'm so happy. Has literally done nothing in the anime at all except kill Frieza. Everything else is just on his ass kicked. He's useless. I'm so happy that uh, they've dropped Trunks as the main character. You know, in the last one, Trunks was like the main main character yeah. of the story. Yeah. Elder Kai is even better. Yeah, so Elder Kai seems to give you more. The you know, talk to you more than and that. That's good because I like Elder Kai. He is amazing. Nice, but yeah. So the universe and, and Final Fantasy. Splendid. Yeah. Good, good. I mean, he's been too busy partying it up in, in Vegas. <laughs> so. You should have seen all the hookers hitting on him, man. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, one of them pushed me aside just to talk to Ben. I was like, what's happening right now? Is that about the money? Who cares? <laughs> they sort of flashed his cash. So. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I, I made sure we got good seats for the keynotes. Mm-hmm. I made sure we had the seats for the keynotes. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Yeah. Gary didn't appreciate it, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I go to sit next to Mr. Happy, the lucky. Mr. Happy is one of the most famous Final Fantasy fourteen Twitch streamers. You did get lucky then. Yeah. Gary was sat next to him. And didn't even know. He didn't even know. I mean, apparently. Just like when oh. I was talking to the guy that's the famous guy for um, PvP, and because I don't do PvP, I had no idea who he was. It wasn't until someone said, oh, that's Jim. Like, oh. Wait, I've just been talking to him for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Who was he? <laughs> excellent. Uh, but, uh, um, cool, excellent. You've played those. you yeah. played those. Um, I haven't really played much, considering you know, the amount of weeks of One second, I just and... need to go to check to see if pigs are flying or if the moon's exploding or anything <laughs> like that. Check the weather, everyone. Make sure there's no sort of natural disasters. Cause I I don't think this is supposed to happen. Well, <laughs> in the lead-up, I ha- we had a, a teensy, teensy problem with uh, getting review codes from certain companies uh, because their PR is absolute shite. Um, 
not going to name names, but let's just say we didn't review a certain um, open world gangster game recently because they just. I didn't know State kept... of Decay just came out. No, yeah, no, not State of Decay. Damn it! What, that, <laughs> I was thinking that one that was on PC that got it was an MMO that got released and then cancelled like two weeks later. Oh, I don't know. Oh, God damn it! Anyway, um, yeah, so. I spent a lot of time waiting on games, which gave me more time to play uh, the ever-wonderful XCOM 2 and continually fail, um, in, which is still one of the most rewarding games to fail. In it's, you can always see defeat just on the horizon, and maybe you can push it back another week. Maybe you can keep the, the line from the door, but yeah, it's just eventually you're, you're going to be fucked. And it's like... It's just glorious, brilliant game, and it, it's what a shame. Is don't rely on your commanding skills during an actual war. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. It's like, it's like don't don't let me command after three beers. Don't let me command when I'm tired. <laughs> it's like these seem to be the points where I've lost the most soldiers. Though, um, with the Alien Hunters DLC, which is really good, it's like it adds like these boss characters of like three of them that one each time you know, once you defeat one another one will start showing up but they just randomly show up in certain missions so it's like you'll be midway through like a, a time sensitive not a turn sensitive uh, mission to go and uh, rescue someone and you'll be coasting through just just uh, taking enough time to do everything right you'll just be getting close to the exit and you'll suddenly uncover the bit of the screen where the boss character has just turns up and they've got like two, three health bars at this point, and they're huge health bars. Like, uh, basically, the idea is that you, you fight them off for a bit until they decide that, no, I, I'm not having any of this, and that they'll bugger off through their own little personal portal. I'll get but... you next time, Neil! Next time! <laughs> oh, come on, fuck up your plan for another time. So, yeah, the first time I, uh, I played with that installed, it was a, a wake-up call. I was starting to do well at the base game, uh, but because you... Once you've installed this, you can't turn them turning up off. You can turn like the story content associated with them off, but you, they will still turn up because you're still allowed the perks that come with it and stuff. Like the, you get modified versions of the weapons, and if you kill them, you can research their um, abilities. So you can actually wear their skin as a, an, a, an armor set, basically, which is amazing. It's like it's one of them. Just basically, it's like you've got the suit from Crisis uh, on. Um, but yeah, it's just it adds this horrible level of danger where I was, like I said, in that situation where I was doing the mission quite smoothly, this fucker turned up and like just started messing everything up. They don't kill your um, guys if they do take them out. They just knock them unconscious. But if that's in a mission where you've got to get everyone to the evac point, that means you've got to then double up to make a man pick that guy up and take him to the evac, which means he can't shoot while he's doing that very well and it's just it just becomes a clusterfuck and people die and you have to leave people behind and you lose soldiers a lot <laughs> in that way but it's uh, still fantastic absolutely fantastic and I said shame of the issues with like the load times are ridiculous still and it's like and there's some jitteriness but it's still despite that it's bloody amazing it, it's a similar feeling I had with um, the recently reviewed um, Return to Arkham which is of course the remasters of Arkham Asylum and Arkham City which they're still really really good games and that probably helps because for Arkham Asylum especially a bit of the spirit of it's been taken out it's like 
it looks better in some degrees where they've tried, but because they haven't applied the same polish to everything, it really sticks out that this is a seven-year-old game in certain points. Like the the NPCs that aren't bad guys you know, or um, villains and stuff, they you know, people you rescue here and there, like their face stuff is terrible, and it just makes everything else look you know, so good on its own. But seeing that, ugh. and because they've made everything look brighter, because of the change in engine, it just—it looks too bright. You know, um, Asylum was a much darker-looking game because you know, lots of interiors and very gothic chic. It works fine with Arkham City that it's a little brighter because you know it's quite outside and a lot of the time in the snow and the neon, and it actually looks really good in that regard. It's uh, though they still don't switch the costumes over in the cutscenes if you've got one of the DLC of costumes. It does, because it just takes you out of it a bit. Especially it's annoying. the cutscenes are supposed to be in-game. Yeah. Well, they are. They use the game engine. Yeah. But it's just... I mean, at this point, to be fair, the, the game engine just looked like the cutscenes entirely, yeah. whereas they didn't quite before. So, great job in that regard. But yeah, it's... A, Arkham Asylum shows its age in a lot of ways, but because the core of it is just so good, you know, that combat system, that stealth, that... You know, the story, the details uh, in the game world, it's still a really good game, really good fun. It's, I mean, it is the first time i played it since it came out. Uh, so it's much like with Bioshock Infinite and all that recently, it's, it's nice to go back to games a few years down the line and sort of reappreciate them when you know you're not, they're not brand new and all the hype and is there. Arkham City is still my preferred of the two. It's... I agree, I, Arkham City I, was the best. I just, it is the right balance, I've said this before, I think, but uh, between Batman the Detective and Batman the Vigilante, it's like, it's just the fact that you can go in and interrupt little crimes and things like that. And it's, yeah. I mean, Arkham Knight's very good in its own regard, even with its issues, but uh, I, I think Asylum is the more pure video game in terms of its style, but uh, yeah, City is the better Batman simulator of the, of the two. Can I just bring one and thing so, up as we're talking about Batman and sim- simulations and stuff like that? Have you seen yes. Angry Joe's review of, of VR games? Is that, no. You know, it would be amazing instead of a Batman VR game, a Superman VR game, and I think actually that'd be, that'd be so much fun. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Half the people playing it would be sick when they start flying, but <laughs> as long as they don't uh, do fly, yeah, make it so he's got, I don't know, he's got kryptonite poison in and he can only fly at a certain speed. Nah, I mean, if you want a super <laughs> simulation, you want to be able to fly. I think that means he can only fly like a slower speed than normal. Yeah, your flying like, would be okay. It's yeah, you know, it's on rail, so you know you're not actually moving around. So nah, that's true. You're not, you're, Again, yeah. it would have to be one of those experience things rather than a yeah. game, I think. It's like uh, for the VR demo for London Heist, you blow into the camera to uh, do yeah, something. Ca- Is it that? Imagine if that you had you blow into the camera to use uh, Superman Super Breath. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah stuff like that. It was uh, recommend watching the Angry Joe video. Yes, then. I, I, will, I will. Sorry about that. Decline. Yeah, sorry. I will probably decline on that front because I'm not <laughs> fond of an MPJ. But uh, yeah, it's that, that is actually quite a good point in terms of examples. And that, and it also reminded me of how poor 
Batman, the Telltale's Batman series is because seeing going back to Rocksteady's games and playing them and the and the love and attention they give it, we're still putting their own spin on yeah. Batman. It's 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 a miles apart, you know. It just the difference is uh, outstanding, and it's like you know, a gap of seven five years from that. And yeah, and that's uh, you know the third episode of that's out this week, the Telltale game. And it's just uh, I'm, after playing this, it's like uh, I'm not really going to enjoy it even more. <laughs> it's a which is a shame. Whether we're out of that point now, where Batman's you know everything Batman is gold. You know, this year alone we've had a film he starred in where it's been not greatly received, to be honest. So, you know, it's not a bad film. Which I finally which watched I... on the airplane. Oh, yes? And how yeah. did you find that? It was, sure was, I can't remember. Sure was, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> myself, actually. All I know is I did, and this will sound weird, but I, I like Lex Luthor, but I didn't like Lex Luthor. Yeah. yeah I, liked the, I liked the character, but I didn't like it being him. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. If, if it had been yeah. someone... Even hell, if it had been the Joker, it would have been better, in my opinion. But, you know... Especially with some of the actions he did. Yeah, it was like a sort of in-betweeny. Yeah. Actually, it reminded me more of um, Jim Carrey's Riddler, which also yeah. reminded me of the Joker, which is... I said, I don't expect... Yeah, it didn't feel like the full-blown Joker, but it felt a between the two. Especially with that jar of piss. I don't know, that felt like something... Yeah. Uh, that was actually well that harks back to an earlier conversation but um it's yeah not bad but yeah that um you know the the killing joke film was I still need to diabolical. see that yeah that's diabolical okay. and so, yeah and then this telltale series is just yeah his batman's sort of on the wane in terms of quality it's like, <laughs> on the wane uh, on the wane <laughs> oh god i didn't even realize that <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> I don't even have to try. Um, yeah, so it's it's nice anyway to go back and play the nice things and remember that you know that sort of period from two thousand and five to about two thousand and eleven where Batman was untouchable. Uh, it was just. I, just I, I agree with you. I think it was just too much, too much Batman, and they need to kind of step away a little bit. <laughs> we need it more is. Superman. I'm not just sure there's so plenty of characters they can choose from. The Flash. The Flash, Wonder Woman, is a must at this point. Hell, yeah. Why not Green Arrow game? That's just another Batman game. Yeah. Well, you know, if you want to keep doing something with that engine and it's not quite Batman, there you go. Just if you're going to put something out. Yeah. If if you're not even considering doing Wonder Woman at this point, then somebody needs to be fired who's in charge of this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they need, yeah, they need to concentrate on other people within that. I mean, they've done. So, I mean, Rocksteady did such a good job of making lesser characters more popular. Cyborg. You know, it's like, which <laughs> <laughs> again, I think they've done a good job in creating a world, and in that world, you can go in and create something for the other characters too. Hmm. Yes, it's entirely doable. But again, you need the people that care. I think that's what's shown with Telltale stuff and uh, recently is that it they know the the legacy and the lore, and they try to do interesting things with it, but they don't do it the right way. You know, it's like you can twist on the established stuff, but don't 
push your luck. You know, it's like they took the whole Cockney version of the Penguin thing and t- took that in a really bad direction. Uh, it's like it's one that seemed all right, but the more you hear it, the more you see it, the more you think. So it's not the Penguin. Let's be honest. It, it's a twenty-something bloke with a nice haircut and probably looks a little too handsome, to be honest. And he's got a Cockney accent that would make Russell Brand blush. It's just. By the way, what should. Yeah, not. Still going through Gotham, but watching Gotham, I kind of want Gotham as a Telltale game instead of Batman. Yeah, I think I said this before. It's like a Commissioner Gordon game or a Gordon game would have been much better for a Telltale thing. Especially considering they are focusing more on, on the Bruce Wayne side of stuff. You know, it's interesting enough, but it's just. I, I, I would prefer Gordon. Yeah, and 100%. Yeah, he doesn't get fleshed out enough in the game, so I found that going back to Asylum and see, it's just like, yeah, it's like, it's just, he just sounds constantly pissed off and with, with Batman. <laughs> it's like Batman, why aren't you awesome enough to be solving all these problems at once, sort of thing. It's like, and yeah, he's just the same sort of character again in the Telltale game, but then he's back in the antagonistic sort of time when nobody trusts Batman. So makes sense. Um, but yeah, Batman needs to have a rest soon and uh, let someone else have a go. And probably Wonder Woman, as we said. Uh, what else have I played this week? Um, I played, before I get to the next game, I'll play because uh, Gary will probably sort of share off into that with me. Um, a game I'm reviewing that's uh, embargoed till Tuesday as well. Um, Farming Simulator 17. Yes! Which, yes, Ben is overjoyed for. I, I am less so. I'm going to have to buy it when I get some more money. I'm broke right now, but once I've got some spare money, I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm playing but, it in VR, just because. Ne- in cinema mode. Ne- Neil, just, just give him your copy, please. I'll buy <laughs> it off digital, you once you're done. So. Gary, well, digital, so. Yeah, I can't give you the key to this combine harvester, Damn unfortunately. It. Uh, yeah, I think uh, my description of it is uh, dry as Rivia in the Sahara. It's just, ugh, I, I'm not. It's not a bad game. It's not that. It's just it's a very dull one. I mean, even going in expecting that, okay, this is going to be a, a mostly serious take on you know, doing farming tasks and all that. It's just like that's fair enough. Does you can do the that. World aspect and, of the last game. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. It's still there. But can you climb buildings like the last like, game or not? Um, there's ladders and stuff. You oh, do. Oh, oh, that's, but, uh, that's more sense. It's, because it's in, yeah. Yeah. Having an open world is all well and good, but you need to have consistent boundaries and rules in your open world to make it work, you know, to make it seem more immersive. And it doesn't do that. I mean, <clears throat> it's all very well that you've got all these great little grass details to it and you have this intricate system of, you know, showing how the machinery works and how you know all the little minute details work but then the world around it is so poorly designed in comparison that it's just it might as well be a box of gray you know the thing. <laughs> because it just is it's useless it's like the vehicles yeah they're all wonderful to look at and they are as i said well detailed and do all the things they should do they also go a little too fast and crashing them just <laughs> doesn't do anything like I mean, there's no damage. I mean, I literally dropped one in a lake and nothing. It's like, not, oh, it's damaged. You are, you're going to be fined for this. It's like, no, it's at the bottom of the lake. Like, <laughs> okay, right. So well, it's not going to 
It's it's farming. They they build stuff to last. Yeah. <laughs> they <But> like, <laughs> secretly made you... all the farming equipment out of adamantium. Yeah. I mean, if you crash anything into anything else, it's it's bumper cars. You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, but with less impact somehow. And like, like if you're walking through grass and stuff, you I mean, you literally walk through it. There's no, there's nothing nothing spectacular there. It's just like it's there. Um, it might as well not be that sort of thing. It's... Now, the only reason why I ask yeah. about climbing stuff is because I remember some buildings in the last game last year where like, there was a, 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 one of the areas had a circus and you could literally walk <laughs> up the side of the tent. <laughs> it was a, it was, and then you could jump onto the spike at the top and you could be like Spider-Man. It was amazing. Or you could um, <laughs> jump from building to building like... like that uh, easier, uh, yeah, Ezio or easy as I like to call him in Assassin's Creed, and it felt e- like easier. <laughs> it just feels like Assassin's Creed. It was amazing, but with farming, <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, so distracted by that. <laughs> yes, yeah, my enjoyment has literally. I mean, even the tasks that you're supposed to do, like you know, doing the fields and stuff, yeah. like because you can assign. People, you can you know, make people do it for money, like that. Yeah. That's, that's what I end up doing because I just can't be bothered. It's like, and well, even then, the it's the most like, efficient way of doing it anyway because otherwise you can't do. Oh yeah, but it's like, it's like, well, there you go. There's my, there's another level of interaction that just wasn't worth doing. And it's like, so what do I do? I, I'll, I'll tool around in this tractor <laughs> and see what. Like, but like I said, there's no fun interaction with the world in that tractor. It is just like everything else bounces off it. You go back to the like, house and you know have a bit of fun and watch TV. <laughs> I could do that at home. <laughs> well, you could do it I mean, at home I, while you're playing the game. I mean, at one point, Ben, I literally had people working in the fields doing stuff whilst writing up my Batman review. It's like, <laughs> it's just like, well, it's just, I, I can't, well, I could be doing something useful right now. It's like, <laughs> well, there you go. See, you're being efficient. I was being efficient, but I don't think that farmers really face that problem of having <laughs> to review remasters at the same time as sorting their crop out. Who knows? Yeah. That's IGN, all the IGN's real jobs are. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're so fussy about water. It's, uh, <laughs> it's all the crop rotation not going right. We've uncovered wow. the secret. Illuminati is the real. Sec- the secret of the IGN who's... Um, My gardening yet- network. <laughs> so yeah um, like I said with simulator games that aren't Goat Simulator um, you can have a mundane subject and it still has something very compelling about it you know this doesn't have it is just a mundane subject that is mundane you know, to play it's, which to me just doesn't make for a fun experience I can't even see the therapeutic value in doing it which I, I can just... thing like say truck driver simulator you know euro truck driver that sort of thing but yeah that i mean it's it's a personal thing i know obviously there would be people that enjoy that sort of thing but it's not a very well put together game outside it's outside it's you know admittedly very impressive detail of of the whole farming system it's it's a spreadsheet and effectively and that's i don't i don't want when you're playing it alongside something like uh, where you're being batman and knocking thugs out and hanging them off of gargoyles it's not really good competition <laughs> to have but uh yeah uh, i i've been 
thinking long and hard and making sure I can keep giving it chances to say and it's not just me being a grouchy pants so I, I don't I just don't like it at all <laughs> well I know is I hope next year's version has VR <laughs> I think it's safe to fall asleep in a headset to be fair so <laughs> yeah. ah I like it, I like it. Um, yes and the final game I played which is after the man who reviewed this game is uh, Dragon Quest Builders, which uh, I've been looking forward to very much. So, and yeah, God, Dragon Quest Builders is an ace little game. I love it. Isn't it, isn't it just fantastic? It's just, you know, I like Minecraft, so that's fine. Yeah, it's and which obviously this borrows a lot of, but of course it has the Dragon Quest stuff in it, which I also like, like you know, as a series. So, but it's just the right balance. I mean, I like having the direction you know, that it gives, and you know, and the writing. The writing is really the. The translation work is just superb. Some of the jokes in that are just actually laugh out loud funny. You know, it's just like some of the smut and innuendo. So it's just, and yeah, even the the really twee repetitive soundtrack doesn't get on my nerves, which is amazing. I just, it's yeah. I mean, it's not perfect by any means. I mean, the, the combat's a bit fiddly, and you know, the the whole thing of having to start over again in the story mode to, to the next area is disappointing at first. You know, it's like you don't yeah. like that, but, but it, you understand it as it goes on and it makes sense because obviously you get, you can, once you've done the first chapter, you can go and do whatever, you know, and you can go and make your own in a different thing. Can't you? There's a separate mode. So yeah, I'm, you know, I was looking forward to it anyway. And it's uh, and Gary, you, you gave it nine out of 10 and you really enjoyed it yourself. Didn't you? Oh, yeah, I love that game. I think it's a great game. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I'll, I'll, that's my segue to you, I think, Gary, that uh, we've talked about Dragon Quest Builders, so you, you can talk about that and anything beyond you've played. <laughs> well, I've also played a couple games that are embargoed. Well, one of them is embargoed. Um, let me talk about the first one here. Uh, I played a game called Yomawari? Yomamari? Something like that. I, it's, oh, I that. can't remember or a night alone is what it's called. It's a game by uh, Nippon Ichi, who are the guys who made the Disgaea games. But it's not an RPG, it's not a strategy, it's a survival horror game. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's got an isometric point of view, and you're pretty much this little girl. Um, I would say she's probably like 7 to 10 years old. They don't really tell you. And she's pretty much trying to find her missing sister in this town that's pretty much silent hill at this point <laughs> um Ooh, and you and you go through yeah you go through the night so it starts off like during you know maybe 9 p.m and it goes all the way to dawn um through the certain chapters in a game yeah very it's it's a very messed up game <laughs> it, it definitely doesn't shy from the subject matter of violence and gore and the creature designs are just out of control at some points where I was just like, what the hell am I even looking at? <laughs> I can't make it out. Um, but it's got your, it's got some typical, you know, enemy like the, you know, like the, the, the girl with the long black hair. Um, they have those in there too, but yeah, it's, it's not a game where you fight. It's, more of a game like old school clock tower 
um, and even haunting ground where you have to hide and run from your enemies because you have nothing to fight against. You're a little girl with nothing, nothing. You can't do anything because you can't fight something that's supernatural, like ghosts and demons, things like that. You know, it's yeah. So it, it's got an isometric. You have a little flashlight that you can move around with the right analog stick to aim towards whatever direction and. Most of the enemies you can't see unless you shine the flashlight on them. Yeah. So you can imagine some of the things that can happen when you're just walking around randomly and you turn the flashlight and there's just something running at you, which has happened quite a bit in that game, scaring the hell out of me. Um, because you don't see it. You can hear it. The sound design in that game is absolutely phenomenal. Um, so good because it, it just really creeps you out and I had goosebumps all over my body half the time I was playing that game. If you're gonna get it, play it with headphones. It's a it's for the Vita, and you can also it's also out on PC as well on Windows PC. Um, definitely play it with headphones. You will not be disappointed by by the sound in that game. Um, yeah, I think that's always an underused thing in horror games is the sound is a much better you know, way yeah, of conveying. I, I, I agree. 100% agree with you. Like, it's weird because you look at the game and you're like, oh, how can this isometric game like scare me? I can see everything that's coming at me. But it manages to do it with its sound. It, it, it's, it doesn't have too many jump scares like you would think, but the psychological stuff that it does is just brilliant. Um, mm, yeah, the creeping threads, if you will. Yeah, and there's some... They do some cool stuff. Like, I'll be walking around and then arms will start coming out of the walls trying to grab me. And, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff they do on there. Um, it, it is a good game. I do recommend it. It's not perfect. Um, it is a little bit short on the short side. Um, it has some fantastic side quests that I highly recommend people do. And there are side quests that are not like, oh, you go here, you get, like, a quest marker, and you go do what it tells you. It's more on the lines of, like, a Dark Souls side quest where you'll find an item, it gives you a description of it, but you have no idea what the hell it's used for, and you pretty much have to figure it out. Yeah. And they have, those are the kind of side quests, and some of them, if you're able to do them, are just top-notch. I would say they're even better than the main storyline um, in the game. Very well done game. Um, yeah, highly recommend it, especially if you're into those types of horror games. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. It's, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. It's, art design may look it, Especially with the little girl, she's all innocent looking with a little uh, bow on her hair and a little bunny backpack that she runs around with. But it's it's really a messed up game. <laughs> hmm, intriguing. I have to look out for that one. Yeah, that, that comes out on Tuesday uh, for the PlayStation Vita and Windows. Um, the other game I've been playing is under embargo, so please don't hate me, but... Uh, the other one I'm playing is World of Final Fantasy, which I know a lot it's of amazing. It is absolutely amazing. I know a lot of people have been looking forward to it, probably more than Final Fantasy 15. Actually, um, this game is brilliant on a lot of levels. Um, the easiest way to describe it is it's Pokemon with Final Fantasy. Um, if you like Pokemon, if you like Final Fantasy, this game is a no-brainer. Pretty much... Gangbusters. Gangbusters. Yeah, it's, it's money. You run around this world called Grimoire, where everybody has a giant head and a tiny little body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And you yourself, as the two main characters, you can switch between them. You can have the big head or you can be tall because of your unique ability. You're called Giants. Um, spelled with J. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. But pretty much you fight the monsters, right? They're called Mirages, or Pokemon as I call them. Um, and if you do certain things to them, like inflict poison on them or put them to sleep or just simply just damage them enough times, uh, you'll be able to capture them. Like this big aura will appear underneath their body. And that means that they're uh, ripe for capture. So you capture them, and then they can join your party. And you level them up. You can even evolve them, or as they call them, transfiguration, I think it's called. Or they just evolve into something more, like um, uh, Mandragora will evolve into a Marlboro, if you know what that thing is. It's one of the worst. Oh, <laughs> I heard so that the chocobo will... can evolve as yeah. I saw a video of the baby chocobo turned into like a normal chocobo, and I'm guessing it turns into a fat chocobo. Yes, it does. <laughs> and the fat chocobo is really hard to get. Uh, there's oh, well. some really rare characters, uh, like rare monsters. Like, well, not necessarily rare, but they're very hard to level up because they're so powerful. Like, uh, take the behemoth for example. I have one. I have two actually now. Um, but you capture it as a baby hemoth is what it's called. They're just a tiny little baby. <laughs> and you fight with it, and then you can evolve it into a behemoth. And then after that, you can evolve it into something that I haven't even seen yet. Um, but there's some that don't evolve at all, whereas others can evolve one time. Others can evolve into four different things. Like um, I have a Frit right now who has five different transformations, but eventually he evolves into Ifrit. And oh, well. I get to use him in his super powerful form. I'm guessing um, Behemoth, but it turns into the King Behemoth. That's just a... Well, most likely, yeah. Um, but it's great stuff. You can It does this weird thing where you can have, like, six party members if you use each one individually, or you can stag them, as they call it, where they pretty much stand on top of your head, like a <laughs> weird thing. Um, and yeah, it's where you see like a, a baby hemoth and um, a freaking mandragora just like standing on top of your character's head. They just stack on top of each other, but it combines all your stats and gives you the abilities of all those characters, which is really cool. Um, or you can do the six different party members who have individual health bars and everything, but chances are they'll die a lot faster this way. Um, you can mount creatures you can have them follow you around like minions if you want to um the cool thing is i'm sure you've seen in the trailers where they have final fantasy characters from past final fantasy like cloud and um squall um there's a lot of them and if you've seen them in the trailer they work really cool because they're not actually characters you can get like the the, the pokemon minions um, they're actually the summons in the game, where you actually summon them. So instead of summoning Ifrit, uh, he's actually a character you play with now. You actually instead summon someone like Cloud to come do like some super attack, which in his case is the Omni Slash. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it looks really cool. They brought back a lot of the voice actors, which I was really surprised that they were able to do. Um, especially, I think it was... Troy Baker, for, who played Snow in Final Fantasy XIII. I believe they brought him back as well. Boo, um, Snow, boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but they have a lot. Uh, even from games that are not part of the core Final Fantasy story, like uh, Crystal Chronicles and Dirge of Service, they have characters from those games that are in there as well. Um, very cool game. Very unique. Could can, can very easily become difficult because a lot of the abilities that you would never use in Final Fantasy, or you'd use very little, like such as death, because you know the chance of success is very low, or Libra, where you learn a lot of the, the stats of your enemies. These are moves you'll be using a lot, because they are very effective. Uh, Libra, for example, will tell you what you have to do to get the mirage or the monster you're fighting to be weakened enough to capture, so it tells you exactly what to do. Oh, inflict poison to, you know, I think it's called, uh, to, to create a prismarium is what it's called which will create a little circle that can tell you that you can capture them. So Libra is the most important tool in the game. Um, death works all the time, apparently, because everybody who uses death, like the monsters, they always kill me with it. I think it's got like a 70% chance of success. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, very fun game. Review should be going out very soon, probably Monday, I believe, yes. Um Gary's got it going on. He's a busy man. Yeah. I 100% recommend this game, especially if you like any of Final Fantasy or Pokemon, because you'll be doing both in this game. (laughs) Interesting, isn't it, when you think about it, that uh, two Japanese RPGs this month have uh, taken on other popular genres and popular styles of game and uh, made their own way with them and done well with it. Dragon Quest Builders taking the Minecraft approach and doing its own thing with it, being successful. And, well, Final Fantasy doing the Pokemon thing and making that successful. It's, uh, it's an interesting steps they're taking. They are. I think it's great. I think they're expanding and they're learning that you can't just be one franchise or one genre the entire time. It's okay to expand to different genres with your characters. Yeah, because you could still keep... Because so many games have added RPG elements to themselves over the years. It's now not such a big leap to think, hey, well, you could just stuff Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest in this. And it's like there's RPG elements to a Minecraft-style survival game. So, yeah, why not put a Japanese RPG on top of it? It's like Pokemon is effectively an RPG, but about collecting and battling. It's So, yeah, it's not a big stretch to say that you could do that with established characters in Final Fantasy. It's, it. I mean, now it seems you know, like a no-brainer, you know, but you can see where the risk would have been to sort of deviate too far in the years previous. You know, yeah. like, you, especially with Final Fantasy, where you had that very rabid fan base would be like, well, this isn't Final Fantasy. Like now I think, <laughs> Which I, they've I, done plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I think they've, they've numbed the... Yeah, Square have probably numbed them at this point to uh, <laughs> say, well, you know what... It, Different isn't always bad. <laughs> so if they actually give a shit and try something decent with it, so yeah, good. I'm glad to hear that's uh, doing well. So that does also sound intriguing. I have to know if there is a a little a little cipher in there. Have you have you seen a little cipher from Final Fantasy Eight? A little. Um, I can't really talk about him <laughs> or it. <laughs> well, that spoils it anyway. Can't talk about him. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah, oh, no, 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 I'm intrigued. So. Yeah. There, there's some characters I can't talk about because they were in the trailers. Others I 
are very, very interesting and nice surprise to see. I saw Titus okay, in the different, different PlayStation Access stuff. Yeah. So if I um, ask a different question then, um, is there a character from a Final Fantasy game who has blonde hair and a white coat? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Wait, that, that could be snow though, can't it? That's why I'm being vague. Shush. Okay. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps. Hmm, intrigued. Intrigued. Um, some of them play more important roles than others do. Like Cloud plays a more... Cloud and... Uh, of course Squall Cloud does. Play. It's Cloud. Well, Squall also plays a much more important role than, say, a Snow would. Or... Thank God, even even Yuna doesn't play that big of a role. She's there, but some of them are just cameo appearances, whereas others play a bigger role in the story. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've just purchased a demo for World of Fire Fantasy. You're gonna download I'll that. Oh, it's on the store, isn't it? Yeah, I have to. Yeah, yeah definitely go play the demo. It's I a standalone demo, and did... so it has nothing to do with the game. I think it's its okay. own little. Yeah, but there, there's some really humorous things. Like, there is the Coliseum, and the game is run by a Toneberry. Oh my god, that's and amazing. There are some monsters that are constantly trying to invade the Coliseum. So you can do these personal quests for the characters. Like, for uh, Cloud, you can do personal quests, which go through kind of his backstory, and you do, like, important fights that he was part of, and you help him in those fights. That's cool. Um, cool. But for this one, it, like, the Toneberry teams up with... A cactar who is a train conductor <laughs> and a moogle, and they try to fight off these hordes of enemies, and it's absolutely hilarious because the toneberry talks so slow that while there's one scene where he's still talking about what they have to do, and these guys have already like defeated everybody, and he's still in the conversation. <laughs> this is taking him so long to get through. Excellent, it's excellent. it is a very humorous game. The writing is very well done. There's a lot of a lot of humor in it. The writing is, is top notch in it as well. So, but it's well. It's you know again two games like that. Good writing. It's uh, hopefully bodes well for Final Fantasy fifteen, and uh, which seems to be taking a more serious route. Oh yeah, but you know I mean in terms so of keeping it like a Final Fantasy that's not so serious at the same that's time. Maybe that's maybe that's it because especially with Final Fantasy they've gone that more serious route. And it is nice to sort of have a bit more of that daftness that was there back in you know the uh, earlier ones you know, that, uh, that balanced that you know more serious. The world is ending sort of side that you get in most of them, and it's it's nice. I think that and same with Dragon Quest. I mean, the best Dragon Quest stuff is the, in its humour, I find, and it's Final Fantasy needs to sort of have a bit of that. And I'm hoping that 15 does. You know, even if it is just a little bit, be nice. It doesn't have to all be you know, heart-wrenching tears in the eyes of beautiful men and women. It, it can be stupid occasionally. It'd be great. For me, yeah. And it is. Like, they even make fun of themselves in the game. Like, when you read the description of the of the Mirages you captured, like, the team literally makes fun of the names they come up with some of the creatures in the game. <laughs> and it's, it's just brilliant, some of the stuff they come up with. It's... It's 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 good stuff. Very good stuff. Excellent. Cool. Um, so that wraps us up then. This this uh, return yeah. of Unchained. Um, 
yes, it's been splendid. Um, thanks for waiting out for the last couple of weeks. So, so try not to make a habit of it. But uh, you know, real life, life happened. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, then Vegas life, happened. Fine. Yeah, life, Vegas, kitchens, and other various things all conspired to uh, give us a, a short break. But hey, it's, it's good to recharge the batteries, if you will, and uh, come back. And hey, look, we didn't do much gaming outside of the uh, little break anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we've um, got to that point where there's so many games coming out soon that it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, so I. With all the uh, sort of badgering and hassling you go for review code at this time of year, it's like you end up when you do get the games, you're like, okay, I don't really want to talk about them now because <laughs> it's like, um, it's uh, yeah, I mean, you know, personally, I'm, I'm hoping a couple of things come my way this week that uh, I'll probably be more annoyed at than certain uh, crime sagas set in New Orleans yeah. would have uh, made me. It's <laughs> a uh, like I've decided yeah. that I'm not going to write the review for Dragonborn till after the embargo, mainly because the servers are offline. Yes. Ninety percent no. of this, yeah, you got your co-op, you got your parallel missions, you got your PvP. Yeah, you, I feel like if I write the review before the embargo, I, I feel like I'd be cutting off a lot of the content. Unless the servers yeah. magically come up beforehand, then of course. Well, sometimes happens like a day before, yeah. I think, but. Uh... Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so my thanks obviously to the people out there listening. Um, ben, what about you? Uh, I want to shout out to Phoenix Down Radio for putting up with me for a couple of days while I was in Vegas. Uh, shout out to Samus. Uh, thank you for the amazing t-shirts and hat. Uh, shout out to Limit Break Radio. It was nice meeting you guys. A shout out to Maelstrom Radio. It was nice to meet you guys. Shout out to everyone at FanFest. Um, and a shout out to Gary for putting up for me for two days. <laughs> oh, now I get the shout out. Thank you. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault. I got distracted by Yo- the Yoshi P and Sokan, and I still can't believe that happened. <laughs> and Mr. Yes, Ultima. You, you oh, met Mr. a few Ultima, people, for sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, shout out to everyone and Gary, because yeah, Gary was sad the last time I did shout out. There you go. <laughs> well, you've been shouted out. <laughs> and, Gary, what about you? Um, not Ben, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Gain your revenge. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ben. It was a fun time in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Had a great time. Thank you, kids. Now, just you know, the listeners, uh, shout out to them. Thanks for supporting us. Yeah. yeah, I still have to go back to America though for a baconator. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very limited reason, but hey, you know, it'll do. <laughs> thousand dollars worth of bacon <laughs> um, okay we will be back next week and I, just, I suppose really we should have made this the halloween episode thinking about it maybe we'll release the next one a little earlier and uh have it ready for the halloween times um we shall see you next week for episode 142 maybe next week maybe it'll be a week after maybe we'll see we'll see what happens with life and uh uh, but until next time, uh, I will bid you adieu, and Ben will, of course, end the show in his trademark fashion. Uh, Take it away, Ben. Thank you for listening, and thank God for me. Bye, everyone. <laughs>